calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello and welcome to this episode of Take 15. I'm Lauren Foster, Content Director with CFA Institute, and joining me today is Heather Brilliant. Heather is Managing Director, America's First State Investments and former CEO of Morningstar Australasia. She's also the co-author of Why Moats Matter, a CFA charter holder and vice chair of the CFA Institute Board of Governors. Heather's been described as a financial whiz and one of Chicago's next generation of leaders when she made Crane's list of 40 under 40. Welcome, Heather. Thank you so much for being here. Let's start with the twin concepts of risk and opportunity. So you recently moved back to the US after what I believe is three and a half years in Sydney, and that's in Australia. And you said before that moving to Australia was both a personal and a professional risk, and yet you still did it. So I want to know why and what did you learn from this experience? Well, um, I do think that it's important to take risk in your career as, um, as you figure out what it is that you really want to do and be able to have the experience and the opportunity to try new things. And when it came to moving to Australia, while of course there was risk involved, it actually really felt like the potential opportunity was much greater than the risk that we'd have to take on both as a family and also from a professional standpoint. And I think that ended up um, being, being true as well. The Australian market is very open and so um, it's easier, I would say, to get meetings there and to kind of integrate yourself into the environment. And so in the end, it ended up being a, a really fantastic experience. So as you well know, we operate in an industry uh, where the obligation to act in the best interest of the client still seems open to question. What needs to change? I really think we need to advocate for the end investor. And uh, we can do that as CFA Institute, but we can also do that as individual professionals. And I think that involves, first of all, really trying to articulate what it means to be looking out for the end investor. And second of all, to be calling it out when we see, when we see people in our industry behaving in, in ways that are not consistent with what would be the right thing for the investor. Now, as you well know, trust in our industry has been at a low point since the global financial crisis. Two-part question, how do we rebuild that trust and also how do we change perceptions? Well, I think that rebuilding trust has proven to be extremely difficult. We even at the, the CFA Alpha and Gender Diversity Conference had a speaker, who Elizabeth Corley, who talked about how trust is only now at, at levels that it was at in, in 2007. So that's a very, very long time for us to have simply rebounded from the financial crisis. And um, I think it will take just constant iteration and constant behavior that reinforces that what we're trying to do is to help investors achieve better outcomes. And um, you know, by, by continuing to, to really reinforce that behavior, I think will help turn things around. But it's slow. Changing perceptions is a very, very slow process. Now, some people say that the investment industry is high in passion and low in purpose. 
So can we shift our industry from a passion-driven to both a passion and purpose-driven mindset? And what would it take to do that? I think we can and we must, um, especially when you, when you really think about um, making sure that the interests of investors, meaning the interests of people in the industry, are aligned with those of our clients. I think that means that we may have to change the way we think about compensation in the industry. And I think it means that, that there could be changes in terms of the, the profile of professional that our industry attracts. Uh, personally, I think that's okay, and we have to be open-minded to it. But of course, we want it to continue to focus on rigorous standards for any professional that is a part of the industry, because we need to have purpose, and we also need to continue to be as effective as possible. So let's take it a little bit of a step back and ask what you think are the major trends in the industry that you believe investment firms must adapt to to be successful in the future. And on the flip side, what are the trends that you think are most worrisome? Well, I think there's there's a few different trends that investment firms really need to be focused on right now. Um, first is that clearly fees are coming down materially. And a lot of that pressure is coming from the rise of passive as an option. Um, I think that will actually end up leading to shaking out firms that were essentially hugging the index or not really differentiating themselves or offering offering value for money. And so I don't actually think that's a bad thing. I think it's, it's very helpful to have passive as an option and to really make sure that it forces the industry to, um, to hold ourselves to a higher, a higher standard with regard to value added. So what trends do you think are most worrisome in the industry? I think it will be increasingly difficult to make sure that we are adding value to our clients. And um, the industry has become very competitive. Um, and as passive becomes more a more of a default option, I think that the onus will be on investment managers to really demonstrate the value that they're providing to their clients. And that will not be easy for a lot of investment managers out there. You've been a big supporter of CFA Institute's Women in Investment Management uh, Initiative. What's your assessment of the current state of the industry? And how do you go about recruiting and building a diverse investment team and a leadership team? We don't have enough women in the industry today. Um, there's a lot of data out showing that. There are only around 10% of portfolio managers are women, and only around 18% of CFA charter holders globally are women. So that, I think, demonstrates that the, the number of women in the industry is much smaller than one would expect based on the, the nature of the industry. Um, that being said, I do think that the, there are some positive and encouraging signs. Specifically, there's more CFA candidates incrementally that are women each year uh, over the last five years or so. And so hopefully that means we are managing to attract more women to the industry, I think, by A, focusing on purpose, and B, making sure that we are as globally diverse as we can be, as well as um, you know, focusing on gender diversity. Personally, when it comes to, to building teams, I really try to implement some of, the, um, some of what I would consider to be the best practices that are out there right now in terms of making sure that we're always looking for um, a diverse slate of candidates to choose from for any particular role, and also making sure that our interview processes are as fair and impartial as they can possibly be. But um, at the end of the day, I do think it's really important to, to choose the right candidate. And sometimes people define that as the best candidate. And um, you know, the more research I do on this topic, the more I think we really need to make sure that the right candidate actually means the person who will add diversity of thought to the team and not necessarily the next best analyst if we already have a great group of analysts. 
So it's, it, it is a way, I think, of expanding the way we think about diversity and about building diverse teams. So speaking of, of analysts, early in your career, you were an equity analyst, and you've said that complacency is the enemy of great analysis, and it's important to question assumptions and challenge beliefs. Now, that can be really hard in an echo chamber. So what's your best advice on this? Well, I think it's really, really important to maintain humility. And so, you know, analysts can, can think that they are geniuses when their stock calls or investment ideas seem to be working out. But we need to be very honest with ourselves about recognizing the role that luck and the markets play in helping us achieve good outcomes. And, you know, conversely, that just because we don't get all of our of our investment selections right doesn't mean that we're necessarily failures either, because those those same factors contribute on the downside as well. And so I think really being honest and um, forthright about attribution and what really is causing the different um, investment decisions we're making to work out or not is, is critical to making sure you can actually keep on questioning your decisions and making incrementally better decisions each time. And the final question, and we'll sort of take the, the zoom out lens, what do you think will be the biggest change in our profession in the next decade? Wow, that's a big question. <laughs> Um, I, I think that the, the biggest change will be that we will will see a lot of firms change profile completely. So um, you're already starting to see this today where um, firms need to be either very large or very niche in order to be successful. But um, there are firms that I think will find themselves kind of stuck in the middle from a strategic perspective. And so I, I think the, the entire landscape of investment firms as we know it today will shift. Um, while that does sound like a very dramatic prediction, it's actually not that dramatic when you consider that um, a number of the largest investment firms today literally did not exist 15, 20 years ago. So I do think our, our industry is one undergoing a, a massive amount of change, which is, um, is kind of a constant in this industry. We're always dealing with change. Heather, thank you so much for your insights today, and thank you for watching. Copyright 2018, CFA Institute, all rights reserved. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.